stress. I'm stressed, Mom, my daughter said to me yesterday at dinner. So we talked about it. And I'm going to share that conversation here. Hi, I'm Lisa M.K. Ling. Welcome to One Small Thing. So last night at dinner, Mei Jin, our daughter, she's almost 16. She plays travel softball and she had told my husband that 99% of her stress comes from softball. And so we had a whole conversation around this and I asked her, "Um, so is that because you're not that stressed and so most of the stress comes from softball or is it because softball is really stressful? And she said a bit of both. And so we talked about it. What are you supposed to do about stress? And here's the thing, you know, some stress, and I shared this with her, some stress is good. Like you need some stress in your life. That's how you're, that's what fitness is, right? You stress your body, you run, you, you push it past what it can do easily. And that's how it gets stronger. You lift weights, you learn new skills, you, you're pushing outside of your comfort zone physically, and that's how you get fitter. Um, and, and so that's like a physical stress and same with, you know, mental stress, emotional stress. I mean, school is doing that constantly. It's pressing you mentally to hone your clarity of thought, to be able to, you know, break down ideas and build them back up. Um, to be able to spell, to be able to read, to be able to notice patterns in, in stories. You know, these are to, to deal with numbers and math and reading, writing, like all, all of these things is stressing your mind in a way. And then that's how it gets stronger and more capable. So, uh, you know, and the same thing emotionally, right? Um, to be able to handle a wider range of emotion to be able to handle different experiences in life, to fail miserably and come back, to love deeply and enjoy life. You know, these, this is the whole range of things that makes us feel alive. And if we just stay within a, a narrow range where it feels comfortable with no stress and just always in that comfort zone, then, you know, your, your world can stay very small. So some stress is good. And on the other hand, you know, too much stress on all the time can be debilitating. And it can be debilitating physically, your body wears down, you get sick, you may get injured, you you may develop chronic disease. Uh, Mentally, you might, you know, fall into sadness or depression or just anger. feeling doubting, doubting yourself all the time, or even mentally too much stress, you know, it just feels like you're trapped in your head and you just can't get out and you feel not balanced, like split, confused, right? This is, this is what too much mental, emotional, physical stress feels like. So there is a sweet spot in between and Um, we talked about that, you know, and she's the only one that can really navigate that. And she has a set of tools for that, that she has learned over the years and she's used. There may be a bit out of practice with softball because she hasn't played any games recently. So, you know, um, she, she hasn't had to really, you know, 
she hasn't been in super stressful situations. She's a pitcher. And being a pitcher in softball is stressful because everybody's staring at you. You're in the center of the circle and center of the field. And it's just you and the batter. And everyone else on the field is just watching you. And you're basically determining the entire course of the game. (laughs) You know, you and the batter and the catcher. And so much of the team's success or failure rides on the pitcher. Um, But she also loves that, right? And she's grown to be able to handle that. And I think during COVID, you know, a lot of that just, it it went away because she wasn't playing a lot and it's also winter. And so the idea of being in those situations is a little bit scary right now when you haven't done it. And so one of the things we suggested, my husband and I both were suggesting to her, because we've both been athletes, we've both been, you know, in situations where you have to present and perform. And to focus, the, the stress comes from focusing on the outcome. When you're, when you're worried about the outcome, which you can't control when you're worried about your performance, kind of like the way it would look to someone else as if someone were watching you. Um, you, you don't, you can't control that. And so it becomes very stressful and yet you want to do well, you want to perform well. So then the thing you can control is what you're focused on. So instead of focusing on the outcome, focus on the process. This is what we suggested to Mei Jin. Instead of focusing on whether you're going to perform well, whether you're going to catch the ball, whether you're going to throw strikes, whether you're going to hit, you know, the ball when you're up to bat, focus on the process. And what does that mean? That means different things in different positions on the field. So for example, if you're pitching, you focus on, focus on um, your breath. It always starts with the breath. Getting yourself centered, doing your... De- deep breathing and then you focus on the movements and you literally are reciting these movements in your mind okay extend the arm like whatever your coach the cue words that your coach tells you to do extend the arm stride deep um hips forward or like whatever it is i'm not a softball player as you can tell or you know if you're at bat it's like okay load elbow here look watch the ball you know you're focusing on those exact processes that need to happen in order for you to get the result that you want rather than focusing on the result itself. If you're in the field, you're saying to yourself, okay, split step, um, you know, glove on the ground. And you're, you're like staying, keeping your body aware and alert and alive. Stay ready, stay ready. See the ball, watch the ball. You know, you're, you're, and the same thing applies to anything, you know, whether you're giving a presentation, whether you're teaching, whether you're, doing whatever it doesn't matter there's always a process involved in what you're doing and it's an internal process and when you focus on this internal process you don't have time to be stressed (laughs) you don't have time to think about the outcome because your brain the linear brain can't actually handle that many things at once and so if you just keep it focused on the process rather than focusing on the result um it'll it'll stay with the game you'll stay with the game you'll have more fun you will most likely perform better not always but then you can always troubleshoot 
And you can be like, okay, I didn't do this. Now I'm going to, I forgot to do my split step or I forgot to keep my glove down. I forgot to watch the ball, you know, and you can troubleshoot. And some of the best players in the world, like, um, you know, they, they talk about this. They're troubleshooting during the game. They have like their four or five key things that they know they need to do. And if a, if a, like if a tennis player, for example, if the shot doesn't, it goes into the net or goes out, they go through that list in their mind and they're like, okay, I need to do this. I need to switch this. And they're constantly checking inside of themselves to see where they are. So there's a process for getting into that middle zone where the stress isn't too little and it's not too much. And that's really called the flow zone. That is flow when you have just enough stress and challenge to kind of get you focused and get that intensity up and get you in a heightened state. And then you also have not too much so that you can also relax. You also feel comfortable. You also know that you're within your range while where you can do it. And it's not completely out of your um, abilities. And so you're really focused and you're really relaxed at the same time. And that is exactly the state of flow. And um, there's, there are, you know, many steps involved, but see, these are, these are a couple of the key ones, focusing on the out, focusing on the process, not the outcome. And then, you know, the last thing we said to her was, you know, it's okay to be stressed, you know, like you can handle it. Our goal for our children is not for them to never feel stress. I mean, let's face it, the world is stressful. They, we want them to be well-equipped to deal with things that happen in life and in the world, not to just grow up in a bubble and just keep everything out away from them. And then all of a sudden they grow up and they're on their own and they have to deal with all this stuff and they don't know what to do, right? So, you know, like even just saying that to her, I could see her face change. She was like, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. I can handle it. And, and before that, she was kind of, you know, sinking into a, a little bit of like poor me, like I call that victim mode. Um, when you, th- you know, you think the world is pressing on you and you're just like, you can't do anything about it. And, and then she just kind of, yeah, she snapped out of it. She stepped into more of like her powerful creator mode. And she's like, oh yeah, yeah, I can do it. And you know, it's, a, it's fine to be stressed sometimes. And if you stress too much, then yeah, do something about that learn some breathing techniques, learn some positive affirmations. There's a whole bunch of tools, whole ways that you can equip yourself and um, whole ways that children can equip themselves. Join one of my classes, (laughs) join one of the programs, you know, you'll learn a whole set of tools, the same tools my kids learned, right? Kids should have these tools. They need these tools so that they can self-regulate and um, they can learn how to handle the stresses of life gracefully. (laughs) 